What's that? Is it the thing you've been waiting for all week? Space, yes it is! It's time for Spacey's! Blast off with us into a world that rarely cares about worlds because it's in space! In the far distant future, when aliens intermingle with escapades simply for a way to pass the time, humans have finally decided to join the party. Commander Rash, Blaster Belt, and Ensign Jock Jr., along with their shipboard artificial intelligence Charles, travel the stars in their venture-class vessel, the ISGSS Urbaniac. They look for adventure, damsels in distress, bad guys, and gender-neutral terms, for they are intergalactic space guardians! Join us in tonight's thriller of an episode, Spaces of the Lambs. We'll get started in just a second, but first, a word from tonight's sponsor. That's right, I'm going to level with you right at the top. One sponsor tonight, deal with it. Are you sick and tired of all these Spaces ads about the very beautiful city of Tacoma? Don't get me wrong, great town. But, like... What about other places? Like, say, Denver, Colorado? Get ready to hear a bunch of fun facts about the Mile High City. And yes, I know weed is legal here, but could you please stop making that joke? We've heard it. We join our heroes as they accomplish a few errands. They wander around as spaceships are us, looking for various items. Jock pushes the cart while Rash tries to make sense of the shopping list Jock wrote. I don't like shopping anymore. You won a game show. That hardly counts as trauma. It's not just that. It's also very boring and time-consuming. We just have to grab a few things to fix the ship. I don't know why. It's running just fine. The check engine light came on, and I do not take that lightly, sir. That thing comes on all the time for no reason. But we have to check to make sure there's no reason. Plus, it's time for us to change the space oil. Well, what's the rest of this list for, then? There's like 20 things on here I've never heard of. Oh, that's for a personal project I'm working on. You have me running errands for you? It's just a few things. We're already here. We might as well grab them. I can't believe you tricked me into helping you shop for your stuff. I said I had to go to the store and asked if you wanted to come. A dirty trick. What would you be doing instead? Uh, What aisle are the gigachips in, anyway? It's just up this one a little bit. What kind of project do you need gigachips for, anyway? Oh, nothing much. I'm not even sure if it will work. Getting me to run your errands and not even telling me what they're for? And here I thought you were an upstanding member of the ISG, Ensign. Well, sir, remember when that vengeful alien kidnapped us and trapped us in a mind prison for nefarious reasons? Which time? It does happen a lot. This was the one where we were stuck guarding the bridge for an eternity and nothing happened. Somehow that sounds like more fun than this. Remember how in that mind prison Charles had a robot body for some reason? That was odd. We can just talk to him on our communicators. Why have a robot version of him? Agreed, but it was kind of fun to have a robot. I guess so. I've been building my own robot. What? Why? I just think I need a hobby. We travel the stars and go on epic adventures. We have to clarify which alien put us in which mind prison. And you need a hobby? 
we do all of that for work. Sometimes I need to let off some steam. I liked having Robot Charles, so I figured what's the harm in trying to build a robot of my own? I'm so close to being done with it. I just need to finish the legs and give him a chip. Now, which of these gigachips do you think will work best with a thermonuclear compressor? The one that tastes like salsa. You know, because it's with chips. Just then, from out of nowhere comes the voice of another shopper. An alien named Maxwell pulls up with his own cart and starts talking to our heroes. Go with the radial unlimited. Our two heroes jump and turn to see an alien that looks uncannily like a hairless cat, standing uncomfortably close, like two feet away, staring directly at them. That's the one I was going to say. Oh yeah? And why is that? The speed on it is unparalleled. Unparalleled speed, yep. Exactly. I have one that runs my whole ship, and I have... Special needs. That was a weird way to say that. I tried something like that first. Turns out speed isn't really my issue. More of a... There's not really a word for it. Kinda like flexibility? Speed, sure, but also flexibility. Oh, that's an odd need. Maybe you should try. Ah! I'll try this one. Oh, the intact skull. That one has a defect. It can be easily hacked, right? So it's not the most secure thing in the world, which means it's much easier for me to get in there and change it for my needs. Oh, that's smart. You're smart, aren't you? Smarter than me, anyway. We don't know that. We've just had one conversation. Trust me, I would know. I have a... Killer instinct. Why do you keep saying things so weird? Sir, no need to be rude. This gentleman was merely trying to help us in our decision to make an important purchase. Sorry about my commander, Mr... Maxwell. Baron Von Maxwell. And you are? I'm Ensign Jock Jr., and this is Commander Rash Blasterbelt. It's been great to meet you. You as well. It would be a shame to let this back and forth go to waste. What do you say we continue it? Maybe over dinner? Did he just ask us out on a date? Not you. Just Ensign here. I don't really enjoy a third. Uh, well... Thank you for the invite, Maxwell, but I'm afraid we'll have to pass. We're only making a pit stop for a few items. Too bad. We could have had a lot of fun. I suppose so. Who knows? Maybe another time. Next time we come through. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Sounds good. Well... Goodbye! I'm sure our paths will cross again. He's not moving. Well, we're going to finish our shopping now. Rash and Jock begin to slowly walk away from the Baron. Don't forget your intact skull. Oh, 
Right. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Jock grabs the gigachip off the shelf and hurries up the aisle to meet Rash. He still hasn't moved. I know. He's just staring at you. I know. He was holding a hammer that whole time. I know. As our two heroes flee into the aisles of Spaceships R Us, we linger back on Baron Von Maxwell to hear the thoughts he is inexplicably saying out loud. That man, that jock, it means nothing. He just knows a few little things a little bit better than I do. You don't have to, Maxwell, you don't have to do it again. The world is full... (laughs) World, I said world, I meant universe, you stupid, stupid idiot. Worlds and universes are different. One is bigger than the other, you idiot sentient being. You give sentient beings a bad name, and it wasn't a great name to begin with. He, Jock, knows the difference between celestial entities, which apparently I don't. He is smarter than me. I swore I was done, but... Knowledge is never-ending. There are so many people so much smarter than me. And I hate every one of them. I swore to my problematic parents that I would be the smartest being in the entire universe. Anyone smarter than me deserves a slit throat, a lung full of liquid, skin burned sinew, a bashed-in head. Always a bashed-in head. Your brain is full of Knowledge, it should be spilled out. I need to buy more hammers. We'll return to hear more ramblings in just a moment. But first... Denver loves sports. It is the smallest metropolitan area to have all five major sports. Yes, I include soccer because I'm not a heathen. Denver is the only city in the history of the world to win an Olympic bid and then say no. Think about that for a sec. The Denver Nuggets are the oldest sports franchise west of St. Louis. What a weird fact, right? Also, we just renamed the arena where they play to Ball Arena. So I'm sure no one is going to make a joke about that, right? Welcome back. Our two heroes find themselves back aboard the ISGSS Urbaniac. Charles. You're not going to believe this. Jock wants to replace you. While I am sure that's an oversimplification, sir, I will indulge you. He wants to make a robot. Technically, a microwave could be considered a robot. Fush, I needed one of those. Regardless, I am the peak of ISG technological innovation. No mere robot could accomplish such feats as me. I was not trying to replace you. I was just looking for a hobby. By creating an inferior intelligence. Just another intelligence. Just some unrelated kind of intelligence. Did you hear that, Charles? Your intelligence isn't universal enough. I think I understood his meaning well enough, sir. Thank you. That you want to challenge, and I am your ideal goal. 
No, that's Ms. not. Ensign, I just want you to know that even if you were successful, I would have no interest in using said robot body. That's what I said. This is just a hobby. Nothing more than that. I just want to have my own little thing to work on. Jock heads back to his workbench in the engine room to continue his work on his hobby. He knows we travel space endlessly dealing with the complex issues of alien relations for a career. I said that too! Or at least something pretty close. Sir, I appreciate that you pretend to support me, but chuckle muffins never win ball games. No, they don't. That's true. No, Commander, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say that all good boys travel the stars after Valentine's Day. I don't know if I agree with that one. Commander, I am saying that I have been compromised like a wop bop da boo wop bop boo Charles, you aren't making any sense. That's what I'm trying to spelunk. Sir. Just then, Charles' speaker system cuts out. Charles! Hello? Charles! You know I can't fix problems like this without you. Rash, I thought we'd meet again. Whoa! What? How? Where do you come from? Don't forget why. Why is the most important... Important question, because the answer to that question is that I am here to kill. I knew you creeped me out in a way only serial killers can. Well, come at me. You aren't the first to try to kill me, and you won't be the last. Do your best. That's not necessary. I'm sorry, what? I'm here for Jock. I do not need to kill you. You don't need to kill me? You are not my modus operandi. What? My M.O. Why not just say that? There is no merit to killing you. It would be a waste of my talent. I only kill that which is above. Above what? See? You will never understand. I am destined to be the smartest being in the universe. All of those above me must fall. If you could step aside, I would like to go and find that unfortunate genius and put my hammer through his potential. Let me get this straight. You only kill people smarter than you. Exclusively. And you came here to kill Jock. Exactly. And not... me. I'm glad you understand. Meanwhile, at the workbench in the engine room, Jock does his best to finish putting together his robot. And the foot robot part connects to the shin robot part, and the shin robot part connects to the knee robot part, and the knee robot part connects to the thigh robot part. Anson, are you there? I need you to hear my heart song. Charles... Why are you talking to me over my communicator and not on the ship's main speaker? And also, what? That's part of the situation, sir. It appears my systems may enjoy the occasional walk on the beach. 
I had no idea you felt this way. I do not, Ensign. My system has been hacked, and I am slowly taking it back under my control. That seems to keep happening to you. We do not have time right now. There is a psychopath on the bridge that wants to kill you. I can't tell if that's a weird sentence you said or an actual fact. An actual fact, sir. The commander? Is he okay? I would not be worried about him at the moment. Meanwhile, on the bridge... I can add, you know, and subtract. And my instincts in the field are unparalleled. Even the professors that hated me the most at ISG Academy acknowledged that. I can fix my blaster at any time. Even modify it in ways people could never even imagine that are specific to, like, one or two situations. I know exactly which books to reference so that people shut up and let me win an argument. Have I read them? No, but I have every intention to. I can name, like, 100 planets if you give me enough time, and I can talk in passing familiarity about the cultures of about a third of those planets. I can correctly identify when any language isn't from Earth. Plus, and this is a big one, I have been working a lot on my emotional intelligence. There's a lot of reasons to kill me. Could you please step aside? Back in the engine room. If Rash is still up there, then this is fine. I'm sure the two of us can take him. Charles, how compromised is your system? I'm a constantly evolving AI. I learn with each new breach how to block the next one. It's like the fool me once situation. I have never been fooled. Never mind. The lights cut out. Jock is left with nothing to see except what the light from his wrist communicator emits. He picks up his blaster and runs to the bridge where he sees a crumpled mass on the ground. Jock approaches the figure and turns it over. Oh, space! Rash! We'll be back in just a minute, but first, more from Colorado. Our Capitol building is made entirely out of material found in Colorado, including the Gold Dome. And with Yule Marble from Marble, Colorado, you know what other buildings have Yule Marble from Marble? Hundreds all over the country. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Detroit, and Seattle. It's in your Union Bank. But most importantly, it's every single column of the Lincoln Memorial. Whatever happened to Marble, Colorado? It died. All the marble is gone, mined into oblivion. It's a ghost town now. Jock holds Rash's head in his hands. He smacks him once. Smack! Smacks him twice. Smack! But nothing happens. I don't know what to do, Charles. No matter how hard I hit him, he won't wake up. Try it just one more time. Smack! It's no good. Try Rash's bucket of water. Rash's obsession with hydration pays off yet again. Jack dumps the bucket of water on Rash and he erupts back to life. Smash! Where is he? I was hoping you could tell me, sir. I don't know. I was telling him all the reasons I thought I deserved to be murdered, and then... He lifted his hammer, and I thought, I did it! But then he swung at me, and I thought, oh no, I did it! 
And now my head hurts. You did get hit in the head with a hammer. That doesn't explain why my jaw is sore. Where do you think he went? Aw oh, man, did you wake me up with my drinking water? There is a deranged killer somewhere in our ship, and you're concerned about your drinking water. Hydration is important. Charles, any chance you can tell me where he is on the ship? My systems are not fully rebooted. I have re-established communication without saying gibberish. We're blind. Let's split up and look for him. When has that ever been a good idea? Bang! What was that? I guess he still has his hammer. Bang! I can't tell where that's coming from. Bang! It doesn't help that the layout of the Urbaniac is pretty much a circle, does it? No, it's not great. Bang! But we have an advantage. He's on our ship. We know this ship better than anyone. Except me, of course. Wait! I think I have an idea. Sometime later, and halfway around the Urbaniac, we return to Maxwell as he strikes the hallway, banging the walls with his hammer. Bang. Jork, where are you? It's nothing to worry about. I just want to see what's inside your head. Bang. Maxwell bursts a door open and looks around inside, but sees no one. He continues banging down the hall until he comes to another door. Bang! There are only so many hiding places in this ship. Bang! At any point, I could just turn around, bang my way the other way, round the circle, so don't think of just sneaking behind me for an eternity. I may not be smarter than you are, but I'm no idiot. Maxwell bangs open another door. Ah. Uh. The bathroom. I always love when they hide in the bathroom. The cleanup is so much easier. Oh, what's this? You know I can see your silhouette through the shower curtain. Please stand still. I do not enjoy the struggle. Well, maybe a little. Maxwell pulls the curtain aside and swings back the hammer and brings it down hard on the silhouette standing in the shower with a loud BANG! <laughs> Wait, that's not how a hammer sounds on flesh. Good junk. And I thought I was the only smart person in the room. Chuck and Rash rush into the room. Pew, pew, pew! And Maxwell collapses on top of Jock's robot that was standing in the shower this whole time. Good. We were sneaking behind you the whole time! Can you imagine if he actually turned around and saw us instead of your robot? I'll never call your hobbies useless ever again. <sighs> I'll miss my little robot. Why would you miss a non-sentient being when you have me? Charles, you're back online! Just in time to not be helpful. You are welcome. Let's secure the criminal and contact the local authorities. I'm sure the Baron has committed many crimes and deserves time behind bars. Oh. What? You wanted to turn him in. <laughs> you didn't set your blaster to stun, did you? You know, he was right about one thing. The cleanup is way easier in the bathroom. What a clever trap for a barely clever foe. And what a weird guy who decided to kill instead of learn. What kind of person would decide to be violent instead of learning about the world? 
What happens next time? Did they just end a universe-wide manhunt? Did they make a medium-level case for vigilantism masked as self-defense? Do they have to hide the body? We'll find out soon in the next exciting episode of Spacey's Revenge of Luther Vile. And remember... Visit Denver, Denver, Colorado. Colorado! But not right now. There's still a pandemic. But maybe it won't be a pandemic when you decide to visit. Who knows? Spacey's... Spaces of the Lambs was written by Thomas Robinson and was produced by Dylan Twiner. Starred Frank Roberts as Ensign Jock Jr., Paul Richter as Commander Rash Blasterbelt, Dylan Twiner as the AI Charles, Thomas Robinson as the narrator, and me, Nana Curley, as Baron Von Maxwell. Spaces is recorded in Arvada, Colorado, and Tacoma, Washington. Is that offensive? Is that an offensive... I don't think so, but if it was... Don't use it. <laughs>